Sabrina. Such a cute, smushy face. <laughs> oh, well, uh, thank you. You are the sweetest thing I have ever seen. Wow, that is so nice to hear. Look at those twitchy little whiskers. Uh, okay, I, I guess I could use a shave. I just want to get you a ball of yarn and watch you play all day. Oh, Sabrina, you're not, you're not talking about me, are you? Oh, hey, Frank. I didn't even see you there. I've been looking at pictures of the cutest kittens. Oh, let me see. Look at this one. He's in a flower pot. Oh, wow, he is really cute. Oh, this one's in a wheelbarrow. You know, I could really sit here all day just looking at kittens. That does sound fun, but I have an even better idea. <laughs> what could be better than looking at this little itty bitty baby kitty cat dressed up like a banana? Hebrew school. fun anyone could have. And we have such an amazing contestant today, Rory. Wow, that is exciting. Hi, Rory. Hi. Welcome to Hebrew School, the game show for really smart kids who want to show off how much they know about all things Jewish. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Frank. And I am so excited to get to know you, Rory, a little bit more. How about we do some rapid fire questions? Okay. Rory, what's your favorite Jewish holiday? Hanukkah. What's your favorite part about Hanukkah? That you can eat so much chocolate and then that you get to light the candles. Those are awesome parts about Hanukkah. Okay, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? I want to visit Israel. And what's one thing that you love about being Jewish? That when you're Jewish, there's like a lot of other people that are Jewish that like you're not the only one in the whole world. Community. It's the best. Okay, Rory, we have one final question for you, and it is truly epic! Sabrina? You know, I think the Ten Commandments are pretty great. Really, they cover a lot of important subjects, but if I had my way, I would add one more commandment and make everyone spend at least five minutes a day looking at a kitten pictures on the internet. Rory, how about you? If you had the power to add just one more commandment to the original ten, what would it be? To not bully people because they're not like you. That is a really good commandment, Rory. Here's the deal. No matter what kind of school you go to, you are always learning new and amazing things about being Jewish. We want to see how much you really know. But instead of giving you a test, we're going to play a series of fun games that ask you questions about everything from history to religion to pop culture. Ready to play? Yeah. All right. Our first game is called Tall Torah Tales. Tall Torah Tales. Look, I'll admit it, there are some really boring parts in the Bible. I mean, you have some parts that are just long lists of names and others that talk about laws that I've never even heard about. But I gotta say, there are also some really wild and crazy parts of the Bible as well. There are some stories there that make you stop and say, what? Sabrina and I are gonna tell you three stories now. Two of them, no matter how absurd they sound, are actually written in the Torah. The other one, well, it doesn't matter how hard you look, you won't find it in there anywhere, because I made it up. Ready to play? Yeah. Our first story is this. When the Jews were wandering in the desert for 40 years, they experienced miracles every day. God sent them a special food called manna, or man in Hebrew, to eat every day. Their clothing and their shoes never wore thin, no matter how much they walked. God even brought forth water from a rock to quench their thirst. But none of the miracles were perhaps as comforting as this one. Each and every Jew walking through the desert had their own bed made out of clouds. 
each night, God would lower the clouds down to the ground and the people would climb on top of what must have been the fluffiest, softest, dreamiest mattress ever. No wonder they were able to walk for so long. They were so well rested. That sounds, ah, wonderful. Okay, Rory, ready for tale number two? Sure. Okay. You know the book of Esther, which we read every Purim? It tells the story of evil Haman's plan to kill the Jews and the heroic actions of Queen Esther and her uncle Mordechai to save their people. But you might have missed the part where Esther basically moves into a spa for an entire year. Yeah, all of the women who were brought to the king's palace to audition for the role of queen, including Esther, had to spend six whole months bathing in oil and then another six months taking more baths in perfume and putting on makeup. By the time they finally met the king, they had been preparing for an entire year. I wonder if they had a sauna in there. Saunas are hot, but you know what's even hotter? A fiery furnace. In the book of Daniel, the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar gets super mad at three men for refusing to bow down to an idol he had erected. He got so mad, in fact, that he had these three people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, thrown into a burning fire. But to Nebuchadnezzar's surprise, when he looked into the furnace, he saw the men walking around safely inside the dancing flames. He immediately ordered them to come out and was so impressed that he promised to protect them from any harm from that day forward. Okay, Rory, you just heard three stories, each of which was more fantastic than the last, but... Which do you think we made up? The dreamy cloud beds, the year-long spa visits, or the fire that just couldn't burn? The dreamy cloud. Winner! Yes, the answer is the cloud bed. While the Jewish people did experience many miracles in the desert, they may have had to sleep on the ground, or at least on normal beds. Well, I guess I'm a little disappointed that the cloud beds are not a real thing, but as long as I have my stuffy Ella the Alligator by my side, I know I'm going to have sweet dreams. Rory, ready for game number two? Yeah. Our next game is called Maze. Maze. Maze is Hebrew for what is this? We are trying to identify the right Hebrew translation for an English word. Frank and I are both going to tell you what we think the correct Hebrew translation is, but only one of us knows what we're talking about. Your job is to figure out who is right. It's hot outside, and it's always important to make sure our skin is protected. To help you remember to lather up before you head out, our word for today is sunscreen. Ready for your definitions? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know this one. I know this one. The Hebrew word for sunscreen is creme haganah, which means protection cream. Wouldn't it be so cool if it protected you from more than just sun? And when you put it on, you were like a bulletproof superhero who could never get wet or dirty. That would be cool, but also you're totally wrong. The word for sunscreen in Hebrew is shmir shemesh. Shemesh is Hebrew for sun. And schmear, you know, what you do when you rub sunscreen all over you, you you schmear it on. You schmear it. Okay, the only thing I schmear is cream cheese on my bagel. Okay, Rory, who do you think is right? Is sunscreen creme haganah or schmear shemesh? Creme haganah, I think. Winner! Yes! 
The correct answer is Creme Haganah. And to everyone listening, take this as your reminder to go schmear some on. You won't regret it. Okay, Rory, we have time for one more game. Sabrina, are you are you thinking what I'm thinking? Well, if you're thinking about our next game, which you should be because Rory is waiting here so nicely to hear about it, then yes. Oh, goody, I was thinking about our next game because you know how much I love this one. Rory, our next game is called Eavesdropping on History. Eavesdropping on History. Last year for my birthday, my parents told me they got me a big surprise. And naturally, I assumed they got me a pony because when they asked me what I wanted for my birthday, I told them a pony. And leading up to my birthday, I sent them emails filled with pictures of ponies. And sometimes I would just sneak up and whisper pony in their ears. And I figured they got the message, but it turns out I was wrong because when I woke up on my birthday, there was no pony waiting for me at the foot of my bed. Instead, there was a weird metal box full of knobs and buttons and whistles. At first, I was really mad because, come on, how did they miss the part where I wanted a pony? But then I realized what they got me. It was a time machine. It was the best birthday present ever. And now I can travel back in time and see all the ponies ever. Do you really only time travel to find ponies? Only most of the time. Sometimes I stumble on other things. Hey, maybe you can help me, Rory. I actually saw something really cool the other day, but I accidentally taped over some of my recording with more pony sounds. Can I play what I have for you and maybe you can help me figure out what I saw? Yeah. All right, let's hear the tape. Hey, thanks for sticking by me, but I think it's time for you to go back to your family. No, I want to stay with you. That's really nice of you to say, but I have nothing to offer you. I'm too old and bitter and you can still have a full and wonderful life. Please don't make me leave you. Wherever you go, I will go. Your people are my people, and your God is my God. Wow, you really want to give up everything you have to be with me and my people? That is incredible commitment. I hope that one day there's a holiday celebrating you. I think I know what this is from. I heard it two days ago. Ooh, interesting. Okay, so what do you say, Rory? Can you help us out? Any guesses on what is going on here? I think it's from the Book of Ruth. Winner! Yes! We overheard Ruth, the most famous convert to Judaism and heroine of Shavuot, telling her mother-in-law, Naomi, that she was going to stay right by her side. After Ruth's husband died, Naomi tried to convince her to go back home and remarry someone from her own nation, Moab. But... Ruth refused, insisting that she wanted to join Naomi's people and live with her. For her courage and faith, Ruth is rewarded with marrying the kind and wealthy farmer Boaz and becoming the grandmother of one of the greatest Jews of all time, King David. Oh, that's the alarm I set on my phone to remind me that it's time to look at more kittens. Actually, that's the bell that tells us we are out of time. Rory, we had so much fun with you. Thanks for joining us today. And if you kids listening at home want to play too, and if you're between the ages of 8 and 12, email us at hebrewschool at tabletmag.com. Until then, class dismissed! (laughs) Hebrew School is a podcast from Tablet Studios. It's hosted by me, Sabrina Friedman. 
and me, Frank Spiro. Our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman Ader, and Robert Scaramuccia. Special thanks to Stephanie Butnick and Liel Leibovitz. Please go subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and rate and review too. For more about this show and all of the Tablet Studios podcasts, visit tabletmag.com slash podcasts. Shalom, Shalom kids. kids.